Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you know what time it is. Time to hang out yeah. with Mr. Cool. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. Get the ladies cool. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. Hang out with Mr. Cool. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. Get the ladies cool. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. Welcome to the Bit Scoop with Coop. I'm your host, Coop. And guys, we're still going live right now on season two. Um, we have about one or two more episodes left of season two until the beginning of season three. Um, Z Nation fans, you're going to love this show um, who I actually have up there. This guy has actually done a lot. I mean, even beyond Z Nation, we're going to learn more about the character Doc and more. So, guys, um, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to even keep them waiting because this is a guest that I've been waiting for also. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Russell Hawkinson. Welcome to the show. <laughs> What's up, Coop? How are you? Hey, man, nothing much, man. Um, I know you're Z Nation fans. They're loving this right now. Um, I had to say pow on the show a few episodes ago. Um, they loved it. Yeah. This one right here. People have been waiting for this also, and I'm honored to have you on the show also. Thank you for coming. Oh, my pleasure. You know, we love our Z-Whackers out there, our fans are the best, <laughs> I must say. We got hey, that's fans. right. Hey, there you go. <laughs> we really are the best. Hey, exactly. Now, also, Russell, on this show, we always talk about how you started in your career, your success, give advice on how to actually get into your career and more. But we always start from the beginning. Now, Russell, okay. when did you first realize that you wanted to become an actor? Uh, oh dear. Um, you know, I, my first experience acting was in middle school. I was, uh, waiting for my friend. I was waiting in the hall after school. My friend was auditioning for the wizard of Oz and, um, so I'm sitting out there in the hall and the teacher came out and said, look, we don't have enough guys to read these other parts. Would you mind just reading? So I went in and I read for the scarecrow and I made her laugh and she offered me the role. And I said, well, I guess I ain't done nothing else. And my friend got apart so I thought well it might be, maybe it's fun and it was a really fun I loved it and I never stopped I just kept doing it every opportunity I could get to act I would do it wow but I never really considered it I never really said I'm gonna make acting a career I, I mean I never did that <laughs> I just always wanted to act you know hey that's cool so how was it when you actually went on stage and you was doing the Wizard of Oz um did you actually well, yeah. were you nervous Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, God. You, well, the the coolest part about it is, is the collaborative uh, nature of theater in general. Um, you know, just being part of a team and, and starting out by sitting around and reading the script and then suddenly you're on your feet and then you're blocking and next thing you know, you're adding costume and lights. And it's this whole really wonderful, magical process that is so addictive. And once you do it, you just want to continue to do it. And it, you know, it's where I met my wife. It's where I met my my friends. It's it's you know, it's where I go. It's my social outlet, my artistic outlet. It's uh, it's just been everything for me. You know. Nice, nice. And see myself, Russell. I actually been in two shorts, um, getting ready for the third film for me also. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh, nice. and I, yeah, and I know how it feels myself. I actually started when I was in elementary, and. Uh-huh. I was at a private school, 
and they had me dress up as Batman. So cool. with me, yeah, I I kind of <laughs> followed the script, but I kind of acted a fool at the same time. So I was like, hey, I'm live. There's nobody can stop me right now. My teacher looked at me with these evil eyes, but hey, I had fun with it at the same time. So now that was on stage. Yeah, it was on stage. Oh wow, that's yeah. uh, that's a bold move. I mean, you can kind of get away with that in film, you know, ad libbing more. But you know, on stage, um, typically, you know, you got to stick to the script. But it sounds like right. uh, that was a free, kind of a free flowing uh, project there. Cool. But see, the, the crazy. It, it was fun, but the crazy part did you is get bit? That, you got bit by the bug, right? Yeah, I did. And see, the funny <laughs> part is when I was dressed up as Batman, this was like a play about Jesus. And oh. I was I was running I wasn't supposed to be running around the stage. I, I mean, they gave me a sign. You remember like the old school Batman shows where you had like yeah. the pow flash up on the screen and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> of course. I was on yeah, the yeah. pow sign. I was on the pow <laughs> sign and I went to Superman and I powed him right in the face. And they were nice. like, oh my, I didn't hit him but I went right there in front of him and uh-huh. I just had the crowd laughing and uh, of course, I had to hear the mouth at the end, but it was all fun. And I, I mean, <laughs> how old were you? Um, I was probably eight, seven. Nice, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> so I, I've loved it ever since. I have, so I know what you mean by actually yeah. getting that feeling of actually starting off for the first time. So, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's just mm-hmm. nothing like it, and you just can't wait to do it again. You know, it's so fun. <laughs> it's, <laughs> so it's I true. acted all through junior high all through high school yeah mm-hmm. that's what's up i like that now russell you yeah. like i told the fans is listening right now you've done a lot and you've been in stuff more than just z nation now um what do you like more do you like do you lean towards more the television industry or the movie industry which one do you actually feel more accustomed to well if if we're just talking about tv and and film um the cool thing and the benefit to television is that you, uh, you know, you get to develop a character over time. Um, it's so gratifying to know, you know, when you get invited to the writers group and they say, what, what ideas do you have for doc for season two? And where do you think we're going with him? And we have this idea. And what do you think about that? And it's this wonderful collaboration. I just, I think in film, you really don't have that as much, you know, you go in, you do your thing, you do your scene and, you know, unless it's, you know, maybe a script that you're working on yourself, something you've written or uh, you're in collaboration with somebody about it. But typically, you know, the films that I've done, you know, they're small parts. You'll have a, a cameo role or a little guest guest starring role. And you go in, you do your thing, you're done. But mm-hmm. TV is a whole different animal, you know. You really you really get to participate and develop a, a character. But if we're talking about just pure joy of acting, I mean, nothing is, nothing is going to be live theater. I mean, that's just where it's at, man. And any opportunity I, I get to, you know, to do a play or a live theater, man, that's what I want to be doing. That's a Definitely. whole, that's a rush of a whole, you know, that's a rush of a whole different kind. And yeah, but yeah, I'm so grateful that I, that I get to do, to get to play doc. It's uh, for a long time. I played lots of villains and bumps and drunks and rednecks and, you know, so <laughs> to, to, to get to play this kind hearted hippie, you know, it's so fun, man. I'm so blessed and, and so lucky to get to do it. That's cool. Do you have much say yeah. so over your character, Doc? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I, I come up with cool ideas, and you know, the costumer wants to know, like, how do you feel in this? I was thinking about you wearing this, and and how do you like, you know? 
Doc's costume you could see really evolved in season two mm-hmm. from season one, and and you know I had some input in there. They want you to feel comfortable. They want you to, you know, I remember before the season even started, they said, you know, what what do you think about Doc? What do you think, you know, character wise? What what do you think he would wear? What would he look like? And so I took pictures of things that I thought would work, and you know, it's very collaborative. It's a, a really amazing opportunity. Yeah, and they're so respectful, and and you know they take ideas from from everybody. It's very collaborative. Love it. And see, that's cool that you have some type of say so or saying yes, you feel comfortable in this or no. I think Doc's character personifies more towards <laughs> this level. It it's right. cool. And myself, I'm a Z Nation fan. I've watched season one. I've watched season two. I'm ready for season three. Awesome. So wait, your patient like yeah. the rest of the fans and everything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I really appreciate everything that's actually going on on the show. Now, uh, yeah. from from your own personal opinion, do you feel that the movie and television industry have changed drastically within the last 20 years? Oh, wow. Well, you know, I think every aspect of life, <laughs> life on Earth has changed <laughs> drastically in the last 20 years. But, you know, I guess with regard to you, the entertainment industry uh, – you know, I never moved to L.A., so I've never ever felt like I was really part of the industry. I've always been kind of this outsider, kind of out in the trenches doing my thing. Right. But I guess if, if we had to, you know, uh, pick an influence or a change that has been pretty drastic, I guess that would be the, um, you know, the reality shows that have uh, kind of been cropping up over the last, I don't know, has it been 20 years probably? Yeah. And now they're just everywhere. I mean, you know, I think that's maybe changed the dynamic a little The you know, they're, I'm sure they're cheaper to make and, you know, audiences are gobbling them up. And mm-hmm. so it's a cheaper way to produce um, television and you don't have to be a skilled writer or uh, have an amazing script. Uh, it's just, you know, it's like fast food for the industry, you know, <laughs> which is unfortunate because, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of stories yet to be told. And I mean, uh, there's a place for reality TV, certainly, but um, I'd love to see better scripts and better TV and right. Know, more opportunities for actors who really want to act. Mm-hmm. And see, I always wonder what happened to that era. You remember, like, back in the mid-'90s? Well, no, let me take it back further than that. Late-'80s, early-'90s to mid-'90s, when you had, like, for example, the sitcoms, um, Saturday morning yeah. television, you know, Saved by the sure. Bell, California Dreams, all of that stuff. And now you can't find that anymore. Uh-huh. And I'm just oh, wondering well, what happened. Yeah, well, look, man, I mean, I'll even take it back further. I mean, I grew up in the 70s where we had the the Munsters and the Adams Family, ah. Gilligan's Island, Bewitched, Hogan's Heroes, all those yeah. amazing sitcoms. And, you know, that's where I got my bug. I mean, I remember watching Gilligan on Gilligan's Island saying, oh, my God, this guy's getting paid to be this fun, goofy character on this island. and. Exactly. Even coconut cream pies with Marianne, and man, that's what I want to do. <laughs> you know, and you know that that whole thing really evolved um, back then into more political satire. You know, then Archie Bunker came along, and all mm-hmm. the family, and then the Jeffersons, and then you know, so it was, it's just been an evolution. Um, yeah. I miss those old days. Uh, thank God they have the what is that station where you can watch the oldies on? Um, oh, I forget Me what it's TV. called. Well, in North Carolina, uh, yeah, they have one called Me TV. Yeah, you could watch old Andy Griffith and, you know, any of those fun old sitcoms that you grew up with. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. To, I, I do love the, the idea that you can just kind of watch whatever you want to watch anymore, you know, with uh, on demand and, you know, um, 
you know, the different uh, ways you can just uh, avoid commercials and just watch exactly what you want. And that's pretty right. cool. Technology is, is pretty awesome. Do you think Do you think we will actually go back to those days? I mean, not to those days, but do you think we will have some type of similarity of that type of television again? No. In, in time no, of life? no, no. I really don't. I think the days like the Munsters, I don't think that's – how could you ever like top that? Or you well, know, you can't. The, I'm sure because everybody wants to do it cheap. You know, they don't want to spend the money and take the effort. And uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't feel. I don't think it's going to get um, better in in that way. Okay. Maybe it'll get better in other ways, but the originality of some of those old series, man, you just can't. You just can't beat that. That's very. Uh, that's just. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And you know, and I'm a person. I'm a style, I'm a nostalgic person. So you oh, know, I hold on to that type of stuff. So I mean, yeah. I, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of shows that I watch today. Um, sure. But you know, if I can go back to the old school, I mean, I can sit there all yeah. day and just relax and chill off of that. Oh my and, God! It was just a simpler time. You know, we didn't have so many conflicts in the world, and we weren't inundated right. with the news, 24-hour news cycles, and. It was just a, oh, gosh, just yeah. a happier, a more beautiful, happier time, and I don't know that it's ever going to go back to that. But who knows? Maybe um, maybe we got something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be keeping my eyes and ears open hope. for that. I'm, I'm pretty up. I'm pretty optimistic. So I'm, I'm one of those Pollyannas. So let's hope. Hey, I got my hand raised, bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, um, far as it goes for the people you know that just learned about you on Z Nation. Can you tell mm-hmm. them some other shows or movies that you actually appeared in? Uh, sure. Well, you know, I primarily work in the Pacific Northwest. I, I have never moved to L.A. I don't have a, a Los Angeles agent. So right. that eliminates a lot of opportunities for me. But um, in Portland, there's a show called Grimm. I think most people know Grimm. Mm-hmm. I was on uh, episode uh, the, the first season, I think, episode four. I played a, a, an exterminator, a pest exterminator. And I got to morph into a rat, and it was a really cool <laughs> episode. My yeah, my son was a prodigy on the violin, and and um, he gets accused of murder, and so I had a nice little scene there. Another show that was filmed in Portland was um, on TNT. It was Leverage. It was Timothy Hutton's uh, series, yep. and then I um, I I think it was in maybe the fourth season. I'm not positive, but I played um, an Irish mob boss which was super fun for me. <clears throat> I had just done a play in Seattle where I had to do an Irish accent. So, so I kind of nailed the audition cause I had my dialect already practiced, you know, and it's totally fun. Yeah. I got to slick my hair back and, you know, um, wear a suit, which I never get to wear. Cause I'm, they always just put me in rags or whatever. You know, I'm always a bummer, the drunk or the, you know, yeah, look at my resume. It's, you know, creepy man, bum number two, you know, I'm just like, you know, but anyway, so it was cool. I got to dress up and, be the boss man it was was awesome so yeah i did those two series uh before i moved to the pacific northwest i lived in new orleans and um i did a couple things there i did a an old larry hagman tv series called orleans i think it lasted maybe one season i played a bird expert kind of a geeky bird expert um and i did a i did a film with uh norman reedus an old film that he did i think he was producing it it was after one of his big hits i forget um, but it was called Tough Luck with uh, yeah. Norman Reedus and Armand Asante. And I had a small part. I was like a maitre d' at a restaurant or something. But, you know, that's when, I, that's when a lot of the film industry was starting to, you know, to go that way, to go to, you know, 
New Orleans. And, you know, since I've moved, I, I moved my family. We all moved from New Orleans to Seattle around 2003. It was just shortly before Katrina hit. And now all the film work is just, you know, dumping into that area there, you know. Um, and I see lots of my old theater friends, you know, in guest starring roles on major shows. I mean, I, in fact, I was just at the movies the other day and saw uh, two of my friends in um, that movie, The Big Short, that's nominated for yeah. an Oscar. Yeah, two of my two of my theater buddies are in that, and it was so great to see them. You know, small parts, but, you know, they're working, and it's always nice. That's cool right there. That's definitely cool. And I did... You know- I'm trying to think what else I did that they might know. Uh, I did a, you know, Miles uh, Miles Teller is a young man who stars on the rise. He did a, he was he was the drummer in Whiplash, um, mm-hmm. and he also did a before that though when he was you know just kind of starting out before he skyrocketed. You know, he came up to uh, Seattle and they did a film called Twenty One and Over, which is kind of like um, The Hangover but for college age kids. Okay. And so, yeah, he had the lead in that, and um, I played kind of a um, – I had this big Indian headpiece on, and I was, like, tripping on acid in my bathrobe, but I ended up being, like, a professor at the at the college or something. It, it was a crazy, weird role. The audition really consisted of just freestyle dancing, which, you know, I'm a dancer from way back. You know, I'm back in the disco days, you know. So I, I just busted a – <laughs> yeah, I just busted a move on him, and they're like, "Yeah, let's yeah, let's use him, <laughs> use that guy." So anyway, that was fun, and now it's amazing to see you know his career just took off, and he was a good kid, really super talented. So you know, those are three. Those are a few things I've done, and there's not a lot more. Other things I've done are just really little ind- independent films that you might not have heard of. Okay. So yeah, but I love working with uh, young filmmakers. You know. Um, you know, because they're they're so passionate, and you know they just they they need actors. You know, that's a great place for for actors to start too. You know, when if you don't have the resources, and maybe you don't want to live in L.A. and you you want to you know find out what it's like to be in a film. There's there's mm-hmm. young filmmakers all over the country that are you know that got a script and they want to produce a short film, and and they need actors. And you know, you may not get any money, but just do it. You know, for the experience, right. and they get a hundred bucks, or you know, they may feed you and give you a credit, you know? Mm-hmm. So you. my uh, career strategy for many years in Seattle was just look like shit and say yes to everything. Basically. <laughs> yeah, I don't Get blame you. That. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you that's know, always live. Go ahead. facial hair. You know, I always kind of look scraggly and just, and I'd say yes to everything. Everything that came along. <laughs> hey, you see, a lot of stuff see. I should have said no to. <laughs> a lot of stuff I should have said no to. <laughs> but hey, sure. Nothing, hey, nothing wrong with that. Get your feet out there. <laughs> right. But you know what? I met a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and that's all I was going to say. You never know. Uh huh. You never know when one of these, you never know when one of these young new filmmakers, you know, five years from now, suddenly they're doing bigger films and then they call you and they remember you did their little short film back in the day. You know, so like Michael, uh, like Brian Cranston said, you know, your your big break may have already happened. You know? Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was a really cool thing that he said. He's a great actor. I, I admire him greatly. And his advice to actors is just so on point. Um, anybody want to know about the business? And he had a great, he's had a great career, but he's, you know, he struggled until he just kind of got into his flow and found out what worked for him. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And you see with me, I'm in North Carolina. So, you know, uh, I'm yeah. on the other side of the world from LA. And mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, 
all it seems like all of the opportunity is in LA or the closest to me is Georgia. So, you know, there's yeah. a few things going on in Atlanta also. But you know yeah, yeah. with with me it's like I want to go I have family in LA. But I said maybe mm-hmm. one day I'm gonna just take a trip because I've never been to California, never have. Uh-huh. And I said I'm gonna take a trip down there just to see what's going on. I've spoken to a lot of people from agents, mm-hmm. managers, um, you know, different clientele people from out there, and you know, it seemed like it's pretty cool and everything. So I'm gonna have to actually go check it out to see what's oh, going man. on. Man, well, brace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just brace yourself, dude, because, like, the freeways are like a parking lot, and, oh, my, I don't know if I could live here, man. Honestly, I don't know if I could do it. I, I feel I like I might I might need to, I mean, I might need to move here if I were, really want to continue, you know, with this career. I don't know, man. It's it's a crapshoot. I, I would get down to New Orleans if I were you. There's a lot of film work down there. Um, really? and And Georgia, oh, yeah, they're doing tons of work down there. Um, okay. Where else is a big hub? I know uh, Albuqu- um, Albuquerque, uh, Santa Fe, around there. You know that's where they shot uh, um, a lot of big films. And um, um, the Brian Cranston, the big uh, TV series he did um, about meth. God, I can't even think of the name of it. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's a huge hit. Um, yeah, big big industry there too. But LA is just so crowded, man. But you know, if you're up for it and you got family here, I mean that. That's kind of cool. At least you got a place to, you know, crash. Right, right. <laughs> but like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be a visit type thing. It's not gonna be a yeah, yeah. Cause it's a totally different world over there. And I said I'm gonna just check it out just to see what's going on, and you know, yeah. hear the hype that's going on. So I'm, I'm sure. definitely going to do that. Yes. Now, also, Russell, we we heard about the shows you've been in, the movies you've been in. Now, when you're free in your free time, besides the nation. What television shows actually catch your attention that you actually sit down and watch? Uh, right now, I'm kind of addicted to Shades of Blue with mm-hmm. Ray Liotta and J Lo. Oh man, that's a good show. I'm mm-hmm. loving it. Okay. And uh, yeah. and then there's a really quirky, fun little sitcom that I really like, uh, produced by Louis C.K. Um, called Baskets. I really like okay. that. I don't have a lot of time for television, and and so. I don't watch a lot. I'm kind of a geek. I, I love the Food Network. I could watch any of those shows, like Chopped and, you know, yeah. Diners, Drivers, and Dives. I love I love the Food Network. Um, <laughs> what else? You know, um, I, I watched, you know, Homeland. I was into that. I like the when you can just kind of, like, binge watch, you know? Wait till, yeah. like, wait till the first season is done, and then you can just go back and just kind of gobble it up, you know? Um, I like Downton Abbey and... Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, what's the one uh, Kevin Spacey's uh, political thing? Uh, um, oh, um, oh gosh, what is the name of that? I, I know what you're speaking of. You know the one. Oh, it's just yeah. great. It's mm-hmm. just great. Him and Robin Wright, and uh, so I watch that a lot. Um, yeah, I watch some TV. Not a lot, but you know, a little bit. Okay, okay. So whereabouts in New Orleans are you? Whereabouts in New Orleans are you? You know, I spent about. Five six years in New Orleans. I mean, I'm sorry, North Carolina. You said right? Yes, North Carolina. Yeah, um, yeah. I was, uh, city? I was stationed there, Fort Bragg. Okay, I'm a few hours away from Fort Bragg. Have you heard of a city called Rocky Mount? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's exactly where I'm at. Right on. Beautiful. I love North Carolina. Hey, thank you. Next yeah, time was, you're in the uh, state, was, you have to hit me up. 
Yeah, you know, I've been back. Um, yeah, I spent about you know five six years in the eighty uh, second Airborne Division there, wow. uh, doing theater at night and being a being a soldier in the daytime and doing theater at night. It was peacetime, so it was a, a beautiful time to to just okay. be able to do that. I mean, yeah, pretty cool. Right, love North Carolina. Hey, next time Russell, you're in North Carolina. Make sure you hit me up so we can get up. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, what drove you to audition for Z Nation? Uh, yeah, well, you know, as an actor, you just you just do what comes along. You know, your agent calls and says, "Oh, yeah, there's this audition, and there's this other audition," and you know, you just go to you know. So, I, I was never in the position where I could like, you know, pick and choose and uh, and say, "Oh, I, I I hear this director's doing this. I need to I need to pursue him and get that role." You know, never like that. For me, right. it's just like audition for anything and everything that comes along. So the uh, agent called and said, look, they're going to be filming a a series in Washington State, and they're opening up the field to um, Pacific Northwest actors. They're not just going to use L.A. actors. So, uh, and we're all, you know, me and my buddies, all of us in Seattle, we're like, yeah, yeah. Like, they're going to cast us in series (laughs) regulars. Like, that's going to happen. You know, so we're very cynical about it. But, you know, we all went in, and um, uh, I read for Doc, and I kind of screwed it up. I I didn't feel like I, I gave a very good audition. It was the air shaft scene in season one, episode yeah. four, where I'm getting high in the air shaft with the zombie. That was the monologue that I had to do. And oh, I, wow. I felt like I, yeah, that was it. And I, I felt like I didn't really nail it. So I went home and said, yeah, whatever. They're going to use an L.A. actor anyway. Um, and then about, I don't know, two weeks later, I got a call and um, from my agent. And they said, look, they want to see you again. Put yourself on tape again. So I said, okay, well, uh, you know, this time I didn't want to, go to somebody and have them put me on tape. So I had just got my new iPhone and I realized that I could record on it. Mm-hmm. So I just said, well, I'm just going to do my own thing. You know? So I set my little telephone up and, um, and I just did it over and over until I felt like I really got a good one, you know, and I was pretty much memorized it. And uh, I felt really good about, you know, where I went emotionally. And, um, and I said, wow, I think that's the one. And then I just hit send. And then I just forgot about it. It's like, forget it. That's it. If they can find somebody that could do it as good as I just did it, then they need to cast them. And, and that's the way I look at it. In fact, most of the time when I audition, and I think this is good for actors, to, this is a little bit of advice, mm-hmm. uh, for me at least, is just go in the room like they would be so lucky to have me. You know what I mean? That's always the right. way I feel in my head. Like, man, because I know how committed I am, and I know how much I bring. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a really good team player and I have good ideas and stuff. And so I always feel like when I audition for things, you know, they'd be so lucky to have me. <laughs> so um, nice. I, I got cast and I couldn't even believe it. Couldn't believe it. That really kind of changed my whole life, you know, really changed everything. That's that's crazy that you say that because I mean you're really rocking it on Z Nation. I mean the whole cast is to be truthful. Um, I believe they actually put they blended the perfect people to actually be in Z Nation because you're catching well all of you are actually catching people's attention and um, especially Z Nation fans we're they're sitting there patiently waiting. Even myself, we're yeah. like, okay. Season three, come on, we're, it's got to happen. Well, you know you know what I think, and, and I don't know if this is true or not, but. It seems to me that being an unknown actor and being kind of uh, given that kind of opportunity, the audiences um, can really focus on you because they're not thinking, oh, isn't that the guy from the blah, 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 or, or he was that same guy, and, you know, 
you know, when you watch a right. live series, they, you know, they're taking this guy from that series and they're sticking him on here and there's no, oh, that's the dude from that series. And, and you yep. know, we were all pretty, uh, pretty unknown except Kalita Smith, um, you know, who did the Bernie Mac show. Right. Um, people might, people might've recognized her, but I mean, primarily the rest of us are kind of unknown. And I think that really, you know, uh, served us pretty well. I think it keeps mm-hmm. people, um, you know, interested and engaged. And of course, you know, we have amazing writers and, uh, and, a, and a great crew and fall that of course is part of it but mm-hmm. yeah we got really lucky really really lucky and we're all just thrilled believe me we can't even believe hey. it we're like man season three are you kidding me we're doing <laughs> man we're doing season three yeah so we're all really totally jazzed and that's the crazy part because when i was talking to Pase Powell um on the show a, for a couple of episodes ago yeah. i asked her the same question and she was like she was psyched about it and when she actually found out she actually received a part up there, you know, it oh it kind of did like, a change of her life me? also. Yeah, that's that's how she <laughs> totally. was also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty amazing opportunity. You know, yeah. we're and they're and they're making this television series on a, on a shoestring budget. I mean, you know, nobody's making big bucks on this. It's really low budget. And so, you know, there's there's kind of a charm in, in that. You know, we don't have the huge, big special effects. Um, right. And it really does kind of harken back to the old zombie genre back in the day when they first started and they were kind of low budget, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's part of the appeal as well, you know. Well, um, it, to be truthful, it is, Russell, because when you actually have, I, I will use that terminology, low budget filming, the thing yeah. is, it kind of brings it more of reality because uh-huh. who who expects when you're doing high budget filming, you see a, a zombie walking across the street and then an atomic right. bomb just go off and it's in HD effect and it seems right. like I like, threw $3.5 million into just that one bombing by itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Z Nation. Yeah, we don't have the money yeah. for that. We, we don't have the money. So we have to rely on other tricks and. Uh, it's just a lovely balance, I think, that they've met, you know, they, they've achieved. And, you know, it's awesome being able to shoot in Washington State. It's just so beautiful. And, you know, we're, we're there in Spokane, Washington. And get, mm-hmm. we get lots of, you know, primarily most of the zombie extras are locals in town, you know, that come. They're so enthusiastic and so excited to be on the show. And, you know, I just, uh, you know, it's one of the first things I do when I come to the set is I go over to the to the you know the their compound where they heard them all mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and just talk to them because they're just they're so cool you know they keep them segregated from us you know because they're zombies after all so no i love to go over there and talk to them <laughs> and uh, they're always so excited and happy to be there and just such troopers man they just you know have to wear that makeup all day long and sometimes they might not even use them and they have to come back and but they don't complain they're just great We've been really lucky in that regard. That's cool right there. Now, yeah. how is the atmosphere? How is the atmosphere on Z Nation? You know, like oh, behind the scenes family. when the cameras are not on. Family, family, absolutely. Nice. You know, I mean, it's just, and we're all very much who we are, kind of our characters in a way. I mean, Kalita is our leader, you know, and my God, we just adore her. And she's been in the business longer, you know, she's, She's got a lot more experience on television, and so she's kind of a go-to person for, you know, the business and stuff like that. And uh, right. I just love that, you know, she's our leader. And then, you know, Murphy, you know, he's an old theater guy just like me, so we connected immediately, um, you know, from doing years and years of theater. And um, 
he's just funny, and I just love hanging out with him. He's like my best bud, you know. And then, you know, 10K's like our, you know, 10K's like um, everybody's little brother, you know. We're just kind of looking out for him, and, you know. um, I remember he showed up. Yeah, he showed up uh, on set, and he's this little blonde kid right out of high school. And um, I guess he looked a little too much like um, um, Michael Welch, who played Mac. Yeah. So I... So they're like, yeah, well, we're gonna do something with this kid. So they he disappears into the the makeup trailer and then comes out with that black spiked hair and this outfit and you know and uh, <laughs> an action hero was born, man. It was like it was amazing, trans, an amazing transformation. And he's he's a, a great kid, really, you know, good parents raised him right. Mm-hmm. Really, really super kid, and he, he's really handling all this uh, newfound celebrity, you know, really well. Right. That's and, good. You know, daddy's, a, daddy's adorable. I mean, it's just all of them. It's such a, it's like your family, really, yes. like your family. And great, sure. you know, great, you know, mm-hmm. good writers. The crew, the crew is a mix of you know um, uh, Pacific Northwest uh, crew members and some LA as well. You know, wonderful special effects department, um, makeup, hair, costumes. Um, our stunt guy is amazing. You just, I mean, he's a stunt coordinator. You know. Right. Every aspect, every aspect. You know, we try to get together and do things together and, you know, it's, yeah, it couldn't be any better. Couldn't be any better. And the cool part for me is, you know, on the weekends I can go home, you know, it's, I just drive to Seattle and I can see my wife and my family. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's a bonus for me. I mean, it's four hours, but you know, that ain't nothing. I could buy some, I don't want to splurge. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's a dream, dream come true job for sure. Yeah. That's that's cool. Make sure you tell the whole cast I said hello. Next time oh, you get all course. together, make sure you do that. Um, big shout <laughs> why out. Why don't you come out, home. man? Why don't you come out? I would love to. I, hey, why yeah, not, dude? Why not? Yeah. I, I may actually yeah, take you up on it all. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put you on there. I'm sure. We'll pull some strings. Hey, that's Zombie cool. Pull some strings, but <laughs> 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 my wife got to be a zombie. You know. Really? She got to be a zombie extra. Yeah, they gave her a nice little close up. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. We will well, talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Definitely. That's cool. cool. Now, <laughs> far as it, now, far as it goes, you said the atmosphere is great out there, you know, behind, well, when the camera is off and everything. Can you think oh, of yeah. one memorable thing that actually happened, you know, when behind the scenes, when the camera off, that actually made you laugh for something that you'll never forget that happened where Z Nation fans could never see that happen with the camera off. Oh dear, let me think. Oh, a lot of the funny stuff is on our gag reel. So at the end of the DVD, if you you know if you go ahead and order the DVD, at the end of the DVD is, is the gag reel. So you'll see all those moments, a lot of them. Um, so I don't want to spoil spoil any of those moments for gotcha. you and your viewers. But um, you know, I think one thing that that's kind of fun is that you know a lot of the zombie extras that show up, they they don't want to take their makeup off before they leave the set. So it's not um, unheard of or, or uncommon to, you know, pull up to a red light and see a zombie in the car next to you or walk down the street, you know, because they, they like to do They like to just walk home with it, you know, <laughs> freak wow. people out. So it's kind of fun, you know. I know Carl Schaefer, our showrunner, was leaving the set one day, and uh, he, see, he saw this, I, I guess he saw this zombie hitchhiking or something. So he pulled over to pick him up, and the guy said, oh, no, not you, Carl. I want somebody else, you know. You already know what the deal is, you know. So, so yeah. the guy was having, he was having a ball, hitchhiking home as a zombie. 
you know. That's crazy. Now, if yeah. I would have saw that and I was in L.A., I'm not sure if I would have just pulled <laughs> over and laughed or what I would have just know, right? sat there and off for the whole time. Right? I really wouldn't know which way to go on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. I, I got to bring this up, Russell. The, the big elephant yeah. in the room, um, I brought up what Pase. Pase told me personally to ask you about this. So, what? tell everybody about how Z-Weed was originated. Oh, dear. Well, um, you know, that was actually my idea um, that I came up with one morning um, having coffee with my wife. Um, I just picked up a truckload of compost um, for the garden, and I had just done a film called Starleaf, a little independent film about a secret grove of extraterrestrial marijuana called Starleaf, and it was uh, and it helped soldiers with PTSD, and uh, it's a lovely, wonderful um fun sci-fi horror uh, independent film that I think you could probably find if you look for it. And so that was in my mind, you know, the idea of the star leaf. And uh, and so we were thinking about, you know, well, you know, Doc has that moment smoking weed, you know, Mm -hmm. in the air shaft. So I I thought, well, what if, you know, Doc came up with some weed called Z, called Z weed. And and we use dead zombies as, you know, as compost to, to grow the, to grow the plant. And so that's really all I came up with. They they put the rest of it together, but I pitched it to the writers because I was invited uh, down to L.A. to the writers group. And so while I was there, I, I pitched the idea of, of, you know, seaweed and dead zombies as compost. And, and maybe when the zombies get high, they it affects them. Maybe they get, you know, a little bit of consciousness comes back or who knows what happens to them. But, you know, so they, they love the idea and, and took the ball and ran with it. And so that's very cool. I mean, uh, that's a a really good example of how, you know, our input is valued and they really care about our ideas. And, yeah, it's really exciting. So um, I went and made Z-Weed T-shirts, and I've been been selling them at the (laughs) Comic-Cons I get to go to. That's the other cool perk about being on this series is I get to do these Comic-Cons, which I didn't even know what they were um, before Z-Nation. Um, but you get to go to these conventions, and, and the fans come, and you get to meet them and take mm-hmm. pictures and stuff. It's it's really cool. So I've been selling seaweed T-shirts. <laughs> nice. All over, the, all over the globe, man. I tell you, That's we got cool. a huge following in other countries. It's you know, a lot of us got to go to Germany and Italy to comic cons, and oh, it's just amazing, Indeed. amazing opportunity. Man, you can't beat this. You're like you said, it's a lot oh, of it's just, actually been on the show. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of the Walker Stalkers this year, Dallas and Nashville, um, uh, Denver. Uh, there's one in Lexington, Kentucky. I mean, these Comic-Cons are everywhere. And yeah. our, like I said, our fans are the best. Our fans are, are cooler because you see them. You see who they're lining up to see. And, you know, they're all just kind of – a lot of them are standing there waiting for an autograph or somebody. But our fans come running up to us. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're here. <laughs> you know, they're so <laughs> – so enthusiastic that it's just such a gas. I mean, it, it really is. It, it's got to feel good, you know, actually catering oh to your fans so cool. and seeing them. Yeah, just, that's I mean, cool. Who would, I ever thought, who would I ever thought I would have fans? I mean, it's just weird for me. It's <laughs> just, like, very <laughs> weird. Because it was never anything that I planned. I mean, I've had probably the most unorthodox career of any actor out there. You know, nothing that I ever planned on doing or, you know, planned on happening to me. I, I think it's just a matter of just saying yes, you know, and 
keeping at it, doing your thing, and you never know. Well, Russell, this this one of the greatest yes that you've done. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad you've done it. I mean, I'm, I applaud the whole the nation casting crew. Um, you guys, like I said, you guys are actually taking Sci-Fi Network and you're actually ten times it. I mean, you're actually doing your thing on and it, it's cool for like you said, full budget film. You're making so much noise, and you're having fans and people at Comic Con running up to you. Oh my gosh, they're here! They're here! They're here! So you're getting yeah. it. And I mean, to cater to your fans, you're not. There's some actors out there when their fans come up to them or they see a fan coming, they will turn the other way because they feel like just, they're yeah too good for it. And I'm glad I just can't imagine that. <laughs> right. I I can't imagine doing that. Um, uh, yeah, we're all just so thrilled and uh, happy to meet the fans and talk to the fans, you know, on Twitter. And, yeah, right. I know what you mean because some people say, oh, my God, you answered me. I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> you just said this really nice thing about me. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't I thank you for that? You know, I mean, exactly. you know, uh, of course, we're experiencing this celebrity on probably a pretty small scale right now. And, and maybe when you get really huge, maybe it, it gets to be annoying. I, I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine. Um, Maybe. I can't imagine the time where I wouldn't be interested in talking to the fans, you know. Man, Russell, make sure you keep, it, you know? yeah, make sure you keep that <laughs> humble head. I mean, all of you, <laughs> keep that humble head. I, I like that. I like that you all approach the fans. You all so on social media, you know, you all yeah. respond back. I, I watch the tweets and everything. So I uh, see, yeah. and I like it. And Russell, since you brought yeah. that up, how can the people that's listening live right now, how can they actually, if they're not following you on Twitter or Facebook or whatever you're on, how can they actually find you on social media to follow you? Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, I guess just Google Russell Hodgkinson, and I guess my Facebook page will come up. I think there's a few of them. One, there's a Facebook page called Doc Z Nation. Mm-hmm. And then on Twitter, I'm it's at Hodge Mahal, which is my last name, um, H-O-D-G-M-A-H-A-L. So it's Hodge Mahal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my Twitter handle. Uh, I think if they really wanted to find us, they could. Or, or I don't know. Um, what are, yeah, I guess that's the way to do it. Yeah. Okay. Just, just Google, Google, or, uh, um, uh, or if you, you know, if you found somebody that, whose name you could spell better, like you know, <laughs> the Asylum <laughs> or uh, Z Nation or Sci-Fi, then you'll be able to right. connect because you'll see that we're all connected. You know. That's cool. It's a new world, man. It's a new that's world. Right. <laughs> You're right, and ladies Google and gentlemen, it. you uh-huh. yes, right. You heard him, ladies and gentlemen. You heard him. You heard Russell. Go Google it. Yeah. Find him. Google follow it. Follow him. He wants, he wants the fans to follow you. He wants he oh wants y'all God, to follow. It's him. so cool, Google. you know. Yeah. And and it's not because oh God, I need I need more fans. It's just because my gosh, if they want to talk to somebody, if they're really a fan, give us a call. I'd love to just you know say hey and. You know, sometimes I can't carry on big long conversations, but I almost always respond. You know, at least right. if I can, and and you know, we get we get fan art. You know, people do pictures and they send drawings of us, and it's just so cool. I mean, we're okay. it's just a crazy cool thing. No we're problem. really lucky. We're really All grateful. Right. Now, <laughs> Russell, what is what is your ultimate goal in that? Oh, gee, um, I don't know. I don't really. I mean, I have goals as a human being, and that's to, you know, uh, that's to just give back, you know. How can I serve? How can I contribute? Um, 
I've been really interested lately. I'm reading a book by um, Skip Stone about the hippie lifestyle. It's mm-hmm. called, um, what's the book called? Hippies from A to Z. And it's just about, you know, the, the cool the hippie lifestyle, the hippie philosophy of respect for individual rights and freedom and, you know, the goals of peace and, you know, I don't know. So if I can spread any of those kind of hippie philosophies out there and yeah. maybe use my character uh, doc for as, as good as I can do it, you know. I know one thing that I do with regard to the seaweed is I went to the writers and I said, you know, I got kids that are calling, tweeting me and, saying, and asking me, well, what's it like to smoke the seaweed? And I really want to be sure that we handle that respectfully, I mean, uh, responsibly. So I always say, look, man, seaweed is for medicinal use only. <laughs> I mean, I don't want kids thinking that that's some party, let's, you know, go smoke weed. Right. Um, right. So, so I talk about that. I you know, like to talk about seaweed being being for pain management. I mean, we're shooting in a in a in Washington State where marijuana is legal. Mm-hmm. So, um, and in fact, I know some growers who are actually um, putting a strain together of seaweed. It's a combination of two different strains of marijuana, and it's actually going to be available at the dispensaries uh, probably in the next year. And it's going to help uh, with pain management and spasm relief. I mean, there's a lot of really amazing um, benefits to marijuana. And, and so that would be an area that I would like to explore a little, um, bring, bring some awareness to the benefits right there, you know, grown out of the earth, you know? Right. So I don't know. I just want to be the best human being that I can be and try to, you know, spread some love and bring people together and, and in any way that I can. And if there's some cool cause out there that means a lot to me, like, you know, veterans, Veterans Affairs and homelessness. Uh, you know, I was a veteran for 11 years in the military. I was in the, you know, the the army, and I did the, and I was in the Coast Guard. So I have great respect for our veterans, and and want to do anything I can to to help those kind of causes. So I think for me, it's it's about giving back. You know, I mean, I've been given this amazing opportunity, and and if I can use what little bit of celebrity that I got to to um, shine a light on some cause, man, that's that's what I'm about. Hey. Would I love a spinoff? Heck yeah. I'll take a doc spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it'll come. Absolutely. There so that's go. not out of the question. But, you know, ultimately I just, you know, just want to be the best me I can be and, you know, that kind of thing. I know that's probably corny, but. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Seriously, it's not. Now, um, you've been doing this throughout the show, but I'm going to ask you this question anyway. What okay. advice would you give any male or female? It doesn't matter the age. Um, that's trying to actually come into the television industry or the movie industry. What advice would you give them? Oh, well, you know, that's a pretty, pretty big, um, broad question. I guess first you, you'd want to know what part of the industry do you want to be in? I mean, do you want to be a writer, a director, casting agent, uh, makeup artist? You want to do catering? Yeah, I mean, there's a million different, um, avenues to take. If you're, if you're just talking about acting, um, you know, I would say do community theater. Start, just start acting wherever you're at. Don't feel like you can't be an actor unless you move to L.A. Just start acting. There's theaters okay. all over the country. There's opportunities to do little short films and be involved in projects all over the country. You don't have to live in New York or L.A. And just do your thing, man. And, and you know, follow your passion. Because life's short. You know, life is short. So do what you love. True. Um, uh, and, you know, 
I, I guess that's all I could say. Hey, that's um, cool. That's that's a good cause start. I, cause I'm really not, yeah, I think. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wish I had some great, great magic answer that's gonna you know help. No, but it's please. just you know follow your heart, man. Follow your heart. Go with the flow. Um, you know, I think the actor's life is is very similar to the hippie life. You know, right. um, love everybody and and. Um, Go with the flow and uh, be a good team player and don't judge people. And, you know, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's a good philosophy. And, uh, you know, and for actors, you know, we got to be able to play those dark roles and be okay with that. Um, you know, for a while, I remember thinking, gosh, I don't want to play this guy. He's like, like I got to play Bob Ewell and To Kill a Mockingbird. Just a vile, horrible character. And I had to make my peace with that as an actor um, to embrace him and say, how did he get that way? What's his backstory? You know, and uh, so it's a journey, man. It's a, it's a journey just like life. And right. So just um, be kind to one another and, and um, do what you love, you know. Well, Russ, I want to say thank you. Um, continue the great work. Z Nation cast, if you're listening to the show right now, congratulations to all of you guys. Um, you all are rocking the show. Everybody's ready for season three to come out, so we will actually have our eyes on you. Um, Russell, I want to say thank you again for coming on the show. Um, I hope to see you on the show again in the future. Uh, thanks, Coop. My pleasure. And uh, to all those Z-Wackers out there, thanks for watching. We love you guys, and I think you're going to really be excited about season three. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you again <laughs> for coming on the show. Um, you have a great day. Thank you for taking your time to come up here. And everybody, once again, that's listening, make sure you tell your family and friends we were live. You can actually, if you couldn't catch it live, make sure you go to my website, www.thebigscoopwithcoop.com. You can actually hear the show there, iTunes, um, TuneIn Radio, Block Talk. You can hear it everywhere. Just Google the show, just like Russell. Peace, everybody. All right. Thank you.